and welcome to Advisors Anon, where expertise, knowledge and experience are sought from the world's leading thinkers and performers in professional services. And that's all done anonymously. Their purpose is to openly share with no ulterior motive. Today's topic is focused around a good leadership and teamwork is easy to learn. So without further ado, without naming yourself or your business, why should the audience listen to you? Let's, let's get some credibility from you. Um, I've been a member of um, <clears throat> the military uh, and in special forces, and I've later became a troubleshooter going around the world, setting up uh, self-organizing teams um, who were dedicated to stop narcos, uh, narcotic smuggling and terrorism. And um, yeah, so I've just studied um, a lot of this. I've set it up, set them up around the world, small teams, and um, led those teams remotely. And um, yeah, a lot of it was about them having to work out and solve their own problems, really. Excellent. Fantastic. So why is this topic... Good leadership and teamwork is easy to learn. Why do you think it's so important? Why is it so important to, to you uh, and, and, and start off with you and your business life? Um, <clears throat> it, I was looking for something to do um, because I'd been coaching larger leaders in larger organisations and one of the main challenges they have is that once you've created the culture and um, a hierarchy and that kind of thing. Um, it's very, very difficult to retrofit a culture. Um, and so thinking that it would be useful to help entrepreneurs create the right culture in the first place so they don't then have to go through the pain of having to retrofit a culture. Um, the question I was kind of solving really was why as a, an entrepreneur do I have to answer more and more questions as the team gets bigger and bigger and my answer would be well have you actually asked um, taught them how to make decisions for themselves that don't sink the ship and of course the answer is invariably no people are entrepreneurs they're, they're technical people usually or they've got a skill set but leadership is something different so are you saying that um entrepreneurs business owners uh, managing directors of growing independent businesses uh, are you saying that, that almost by definition they they sow the seeds of their own destruction because they are the the leader who goes forth, builds the business around themselves, and then wonders where everyone else is? Yeah, um, I think that we've got this whole thing about. Um, it's a bit like when we we always um, you know congratulate the gold medal winner in the Olympics, say, and that you know we think oh right they're the, they're the person that they're the hero of the show, but actually if you look at I always say that you know one person can change the world, but it takes a whole world to help them do it, and of course um, that really is 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 kind of what we're we're looking at here, um, because the you know, the leader or the entrepreneur, we might call them a founder or an entrepreneur, has set up the, the, the team. Um, it's the team that can really do the work. 
but because of our industrial revolution type thinking we always end up with this um you know this this hierarchical viewpoint of the world and of course as soon as you do that it kicks in some evolutionary psychology which is i don't want to make a decision because if i get it wrong i'll get in trouble whereas you know if you were to build the there's a trust performance and power dynamic i the higher the trust goes up in themselves and also with the the leader to be able to make decisions the further the power can move away from the owner of the business or the lead, or the founder or the entrepreneur and performance goes up as a result of that. So what you're talking about is you're talking about trying to create, and some people talk about halocracy, which I think is a ghastly phrase yeah. myself. Uh, and, I, I, and I would kind of push back on you and say that things like halocracy are often just a, um, how should I put it? hippie nonsense approach to flattening flattening the depth of an organization and a almost a sham of a of well, they can be almost a sham of a, of a leader claiming to be a cooperative uh mm. when really they they are still yeah it still says founder on the door and when push comes to shove it's my mortgage and although i've listened to you and it's been very interesting listening to you talk about the color of the I don't know the walls and the toilets. When we come to the big decisions, it's still it's still my what's it's on the line. So so I, I'm I'm just kind of struggling with with how one because that's what that's what happened in COVID. Basically, everyone said, "Oh, we're inclusive leaders. We do everything together." And then there's a sudden realization that the business might not be there in six months, and that the owner might actually lose the business. And suddenly they started thinking in quite a should I say mercenary in quite a selfish way and lots of so-called family focused business owners became very egocentric and stuffed the stuffed the staff who've been there for the last 10 years behind me uh it's like it's like it's like when the Titanic sinks isn't it like, <laughs> so so uh, so let's just deal with that first how do we differentiate between people just talking about a team that is kind of self-sustaining versus a, a, a real, because that's what you're talking about, isn't it? A real team that works like a real team. Um, <clears throat> so whilst there would have been many people, um, you know, taking the COVID example, there would have been many people that would have gone back to basics as, as far as they know. It's because they don't know any better and they weren't set up for it in the first place. Um, I don't think we need to, you know, without doing down holacracy, I don't think we need to go that uh, <laughs> to build something new. What we're talking about, basically, is the idea that um, we've been hierarchical for about 10,000 years. If we look at contemporary uh, community run kind of uh, societies like the Sun Tribes people in the Kalahari Desert, they were egalitarian for 150,000 years. And, and furthermore, they were also living in balance with nature. And it's only because of the last 10,000 years that we've got a whole mindset that's completely industrial revolution thinking, which is all based on hierarchy. Uh, our evolutionary advantage is collaboration. We collaborated our way to the top of the evolutionary tree. We didn't compete our way there. But when you're using hierarchy, it's about status and, and what have you. 
Um, so yeah, if you do set up a status-driven organization, then the problem is that you're kicking in your prime primitive hierarchical in a monkey, if you like. And once someone's got a position of power and authority and, and, and what have you, a title, it's very hard for them to let go of the bananas type of thing. They don't like letting go. So we're, we're driven by two things. The entrepreneur is driven by uh, not, not succeeding, not getting uh, success. And then the manager's scared of losing it once you've got it. Okay. Well, if you take that, you know, if you take that away and say, right, you know, if you look at business ownership, employed ownership businesses, they're on the rise now because they are more resilient because collective intelligence is, is, has been found uh, in research to be better than just one person making all the decisions. You know, um, superstar intelligent people are pretty hard to find, but if you can get, so if you can train the team to make decisions uh, themselves effectively, it's a lot, lot easier to do that than trying to compete for the odd star that can make all, you know, the odd genius, if you like. So this is, I mean, this is kind of interesting because because there's kind of two things going. So firstly, yeah, I love it. I love, I, I love the idea that, you know, so one, it's not just the people on the, you know, Mo Salah, it's maybe a bad example of leadership right now, but Mo Salah, Liverpool player, it's not just about him, it's about the other people in the team, but also it's about the other 70 people yeah. behind that, from the nutritionist to the boot cleaner to the, to the groundsman. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, but it's, it's tough because when you're growing a business, when you're starting a business and you're growing it and taking it from 5 to 10 to 20 to 50 people, the, the American model... <laughs> Of, of the entrepreneur is this driving decision-making um, in many ways extrovert person uh, who, who has the vision and so on and so forth. And the team often are what I would kind of call the instigator. They go and do the stuff. So, so the entrepreneur goes, wow, we could be open from midnight to midnight. Wouldn't that be awesome? off you go, go and sort that out. And someone has to go and do the roaches and stuff. And they say, wow, we could do takeaways and we could do eating and wow, we could do, we could do pop festival catering. We could do, and someone goes off and has to do it. Now, in the business instance, you need the, the two, the two, you need the, the visionary strategist and you also need the instigator. I, I, what I'm trying to get to is, is, do we just need do we just need a a, a more team based piece or, or do, do you need a team which has a visionary or do we need do we need the visionary leader to just shut up and trust the team what's the what's the dynamic you're talking about um, <clears throat> the well we have to realize that there's actually um, an evolutionary life cycle so we kind of uh, class all entrepreneurs as you know all business owners as entrepreneurs well that's not quite true so we'll say Richard Branson's a, a serial entrepreneur he's not he's a serial founder what Richard Branson does is go into a place founders do four things they challenge the status quo they make new connections between different fields they create new ideas and then they champion those ideas an entrepreneur just competes they're just wanting they're just they compete for success they're driving people uh, we haven't changed since you know, we were 
as I say, egalitarian uh, communities. You know, in those days, the hunters used to go out, hunt the food, come back and share it with the community because they knew that the community would support them. All right. So there was no differentiation there. They had these things called stops, strategies to overcome power, because they knew if the hunter got too big for his boots, that he, he would start to bully them. And we stopped doing all that years ago. So you have, so we have this evolutionary cycle. It starts off with founder, um, entrepreneur, manager, and uh, coach or team coach. So the, the founder comes up with an idea, say. The entrepreneur drives it into existence because they, they're born uh, more risk tolerant. Okay. But they can't do the day-to-day -day stuff. And the two have to live in a symbiotic relationship. And that's what that's where the team comes in. Now, to get to convince business owners that they should do this, that um, it's been very hard to, to let get people to let go of power and see it like this. But you have an inspirational, aspirational, and motivational type goals. Motivational is bread and butter. It's like what's in it for me, that kind of thing. We need to earn money. Aspirational is well, I'd like to be the kind of person that is a bit of a great leader and uh, look at this what I've done for my people. Um, and the inspirational bit is I'm doing something that's bigger than myself. It's a purpose-led thing. And quite often, business is just driven by the motivation, right? What's in it for me? If you can tie in the inspiration, aspiration and motivation, then you're on to a winner. And so what, um, what we're seeing more of now is uh, employee-owned businesses. Because why is, that, why is that a motivation for a business owner? Well, because to try and sell a business at the end, it's like something like one in 400 go from actual, you know, uh, starting up as a one man band to actually selling it later on. But if you've got an employee owned business, your business goes up. Um, you, if, you, if you've got teams that can manage the business without the, the leader or the entrepreneur or the founder being there, the business is more valuable when you come to sell it. And also you've got the other option is, well, you could always sell it to the team. Love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. And this, this kind of ties in with the idea of the finites and the infinite business. And when we've got a, when we've got a finite business, we're looking to sell, monetize, increase profitability. And when we're talking about running an infinite business, which goes on and on and on, we're, we're talking about the long term and we're talking about sustainability and about creating a kind of a flywheel business that can, can look, after, look after itself. Yeah. So is this... Is this, is this about the owner-founder, owner-founder-director, owner-founder-leader, you know, whatever title we want to refer to the person who's got the thing going? Is this about, about them having to sell the change or, or, it, or does it become a kind of a cultural thing that it, just kind of emerges do they sell the change um well the, at the moment it tends to be the usual um thing that happens is that um, businesses get bigger and they get to a certain point usually in the bureaucratic stage where they start consolidating so they're cloning themselves basically they just create a new you know and it's all very linear and, and pe people, you know, at the moment we're seeing AI and robotics uh, increase because since industrial revolution, people have been found to be, a, they're like a problem to be solved instead of potential to be unleashed. 
and 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 that's because you know as soon as you start a hierarchy people are just tend to be problematic they go into victim mode mentality and it's easier for them to sit in victim mode and just let you answer all the the, the questions because uh, they don't want to get in trouble whereas if they have some ownership they'll start being more proactive you find this in you know employed owned businesses you know you'll be in a, in a meeting with someone and um you know, one of the one of the employees will go up and turn the light off. Why have you done that? Well, that's my money. You're you're wasting that that light. You know. Uh, so everyone's, you know, I often stand in front of a team of people and say to the business owner, um, if you could leverage all the collective intelligence within the group here, would you would you be better off? Because they could come up with new ideas, and this is what you're trying to do. Um, it is very difficult, um, as I say. It's it's retro, it's difficult to retrofit this because once people have got their situations in mind their their roles in mind of i'm the boss and oh, i'm just a lowly employee it's very hard to get people to let go of that so it's it, it does take time it's possible uh but it, again it goes to that trust power dynamic of you the employees have to tr build trust in you that you are actually serious about what you're saying if you're trying to retrofit this and and the drama triangle you know the victim yeah persecutor rescuer thing which is which is oh you just you just see it rolling out all the time and and also i think if you run a business and you're a bit clumsy uh which is my self-defense for being poor at people you know i put on size 12 wellies you see people flipping into into victim and you get well if they're flipping into victim that means I'm probably persecutor. Oh, Jesus, yeah. how does that? How did I let that happen? Oh, it was a joke. I didn't really mean we'd failed. What I meant was it hadn't been successful. You know, yeah. so, so you you kind of get you kind of get there. Okay, right. So, totally getting team. Totally getting uh, the role of the leader's got to change. I totally get the dynamic of the voice of the group. Totally get more investment. Um, uh, if someone wants to do this, and remember this is advisors are non, so the answer yeah, is sure. not come to buyfrommedia.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, if someone wants to do that, I mean, how do they, how do they they go? Okay, there's 50 people. They all treat me like the leader. I've got a senior management team. They're a bit beholden to me. One or two of them are a bit bossy. I know that there's a better way of running a business than I'm running it now. I know that that everyone, if everyone was more, in, you know, I bought into what this this guy's been saying about engagement and involvement and commitment and purpose. It all fits in. How do you how do you both formally and and informally? How do you go about trying to create more of a a, 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 a team based business where? And remember, you're talking about good leadership and teamwork is easy to learn. So how do we how do we learn to do what do we do to learn how to do this? Right. So. Uh, there's three principles of leadership. Um, the Greeks say that um, self-awareness is the beginning of all wisdom. And that's it. You've got to understand yourself and that allows you to then understand others and so on. Um, so it's people, life cycles, understand the life cycle. So that gets you out of this idea about you're always going to be there. You see yourself as continually leading, not a leader. It becomes a verb, doesn't it? Uh, and then um, the process of discovery, which is basically uh, you've got to sense and feel your way forward. You, you, you know, you, you, 
you make a plan and just action it and that's where most things go wrong what you're going to do is i call it educe um which is kind of comes from the latin word educe which means lead out potential so you've got to learn those three principles of okay you've got to understand people you've got to understand the life cycle that we go through and you've got to understand the process of discovery which is we can predict the outcome um, but no that's an ongoing basis and then you've got to teach your teams uh, three core skills how to make decisions um, how to be creatively brilliant which means come up with an idea and how to actually uh, action that idea and how to collaborate powerfully so all those things can happen um, yeah so and once you've done that, it, you you also need to uh, look at examples of where I call it the lead, the elite team concept, but it's basically look at businesses who've done this and and what how they set up, and you usually find you know so if you take the special forces, they you tend to be smaller teams because it cuts down in the amount of lines of communication. If you've got you know four people, four or five people in the team, you've got about nine lines of communication. If you've got fourteen, it goes up to ninety six. So larger teams don't necessarily work and they're not as agile and creative and enterprising. So those are the kind of three things, the three principles of leadership, the three core skills, and also look at the structure of it. And when we're, when we're doing it with a team of people that have got managers in and, and what have you, basically we turn them all into these self-co-organizing teams and then we get the managers and put them all back on the front line. <laughs> and if they don't like it, then obviously there will be some attrition for that. But, you know, um, you usually find that once people have, have behaved like this and been empowered, it's very difficult for them to go back to a, an old way of working. And is this, is this just a, a one-day workshop? So, so is it just a one-day workshop or, or, or is it, surely it's more than that? Because we're actually talking about culture change. We're actually talking yeah. about changing the way we do stuff here. So, so presumably you need a champion or a sponsor internally you need some kind of external facilitation and direction and is it is it like a yeah you know, one day and everything changes or is it or is it or is it like over the next year we're going to morph into something new i mean how does how do how do how do how do businesses actually kind of do this stuff um well i I take people, I mean, this is me personally, I take people through a 90-day process of this, which is, you know, you start off with the team um, and everyone's, you know, part of that team. You get them to understand themselves because by doing that, they'll then understand the life cycle uh, and the fact that we're all part of the life cycle and we're all just as important of it. Um, and then just, you know, obviously you've got to teach them things like how do I make decisions? How do I be creatively brilliant? How do we coach each other? And for that, I've got a particular tool. Um, and um, and then after that, after this kind of 90-day period, they've all gone through it. You've set them up in different teams. Uh, and yeah, then, they, then, then it's a case of, right, well, is there any follow-up work on, you know, by which time they should be able to sort out their own problems. And it's really then um, that you kind of need to support the leader to let go, uh, as in, you know, they come back and ask questions, obviously. So there's usually some follow-up. This has happened, right? Yeah. So, the, and everyone's different. So, that when you're dealing with that complexity, again, you send some feel your way forward. Great. So, the so leader's part of the problem, but also part of the solution. Yeah. Um, and is there any any evidence, anecdotal or research based, 
to suggest that that you run a better whatever better means business as a result of of getting this teamwork leadership dynamic kind of rejigged um just the i think if, if you the idea of calling uh, uh self-managing teams um is fairly new but if you look at any any kind of employee owned businesses there's plenty of research if you go to uh is it the eoa or something employee owned association there's loads of um stuff there about you know it's on the increase those kind of businesses seem to be doing really, really resilient, especially going through the kind of stuff we're going through at the moment uh, when there's a lot of employee ownership or, you know, employees having skin in the game, which is obviously a trigger for uh, flow states, peak performance states. You find there's quite a lot of evidence out there for increased productivity and profits. Brilliant. Fantastic. Final question. This has been, I mean, this has been really fantastic and it's actually uh kind of challenged me about my own business my own business style because i certainly talk a cooperative talk and you can finish the, the rest of the sentence um uh why should people not put this off for another day um i think that we're going to we're in a situation where we think we're going to go and um have a, an industrial a fourth industrial revolution and there's going to be so much uh, emphasis on tech. And what that tech is doing basically is replacing the human widgets. We've wanted, you know, the Industrial Revolution has needed widgets in the form of humans because they haven't designed the tech yet. What we don't, we don't really need a fourth Industrial Revolution. That's just part of the bureaucratic movement that's been going on, the Industrial Revolution thinking. What we need is a human evolution. And in the future, and I think it's going to happen really quickly, you're going to have to... Uh, have people who can think for themselves, make their own decisions, and that's the, the next. The next competitive advantage will be collaborative. It's the collaboration effort, and to be highly collaborative has got to go hand in hand with the technology revolution. That is an absolutely perfect place to stop. Thank you so much uh, for hurting my brain. Uh, I hope it hurts the brains of people listening i know it will because we're all trying to run better businesses we're all trying to run better organizations and we're all struggling with our role the role of the people so uh hat tip and thank you very much for your involvement with advisor and on thank you very much